Oh my fucking god. Hello! This is the Archive Podcast, episode three, with Carrie Ann. And Matt. And it's been a while since we recorded, so we're back now. Hey. Hi. 2020 coming at you hot. Ooh, coronavirus. My oh. heart wasn't pounding before, but suddenly now it is. <laughs> uh, we haven't recorded since... No, 2019. Late 2019. Late 2019. Because, well, I mean... We got rid of the toxicity in my life, and now suddenly we hang out all the time. Which God is the way bless. To, God bless. We all talking about joyful transitions in life. And I graduated. Um, and, so, uh, and then and COVID happened amidst kind of all of that. Um, does Bruno Mars is gay? Does Bruno Mars is gay? We just talked about that right before. Um... Unbeknownst to me, that's an article that exists in real life. And I told that to Matt, and I was like, oh, well now Matt needs to hear the article. As a gay, you should know this. <laughs> As uh, someone in my own generation who has known the meme but did not know the meme origin. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should read an excerpt. Maybe instead of having a commercial break, a I'll read reading. that article. <laughs> Could you please? In between our stories, we'll be like, and now. <laughs> and now, does Bruno Mars is gay? And now, a word from our sponsor. A rumor come out. Does Bruno Mars is gay? <laughs> um, it's good. I feel like I need that. I'm like cycling through waves of dread. Can't quite tell if I'm about to have diarrhea from that McDonald's I just ate. Like, we really, we thriving on this fucking Monday during COVID. It's, it's snow today. Fuck. We're on the same page. <laughs> Yeah, you were like... Oh my god, totally different level of excitement either, because you were like... Ugh. And I was like, it's snowing! Yeah, I hate <laughs> it. It feels like Christmas. What the fuck? I hate it. Here. And Halloween hasn't even happened. I speak of Halloween, I saw a fucking meme that was like, Halloween in the Midwest was bullshit, because I could never just be Spider-Man. I was always Spider-Man with a fucking jacket. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. That's so Oh no, Halloween was always too cold to wear like shorts or a short sleeve shirt. Especially if you like trick or treat until like midnight. Kids these days don't know how good they have it. (laughs) With their mild winters due to global warming. Thanks, Obama. (laughs) Thanks, Donald Trump. I miss Obama. I miss Obama so much. Well, China's not going to get political here. I know. It only took us three and a half ish minutes to get there. (laughs) God damn. Well, we all know the only ones listening to this are going to be uh, friends. And our mothers probably may- Well, maybe <laughs> My not. mom's not interested. My mom won't do this either. Maybe just like, maybe my sisters will listen. Hey, Ashley and Jennifer, I appreciate and love both of you. Oh my god, I don't think Rachel's going to listen to this, but hey, Rachel, I'm sure Julie's not, so. <laughs> <laughs> the shade. I'm just being the honest. No, I'm only fine. honest. <laughs> I appreciate that. It's one of my favorite things about um, you. So... My heart's fucking pounding because you're turning this into business, and I'm like, no, "What I'm just do you kidding. mean?" I just like, okay. We don't have. Yeah, this is a casual conversation. It is a casual conversation. About, do you about see me dual wielding my screens? Yeah. What are you doing? I don't know. I just don't want to mess up. <laughs> what? I don't know. Matt. Um. This is casual. This is fine. I'm gonna talk to you. You can ask me questions. I probably won't know the answer, but like, you know oh what? Oh, I'm excited to hear your story. Um, also, if you hear the scratching in the background, that's Amber. Um. I guess the last time we recorded, I didn't have Amber, but Amber is the cat, and she's a cat that I grew up with, and now she lives with me, so she's probably going to be here making noises. You probably are going to hear meows. Isn't that right, my baby? Consider a nice little treat to break up the dress. The squeaks from the amble. And the diarrhea in the background. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> it's okay. I don't want periods. So I'm in the same boat. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we contain multitudes. Oh, um, gosh. All right, Matt. Are you ready to tell me? I'm here ready to hear your story. So the 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 story that I'm going to tell you about is, um, since this is kind of like our coming, our returning to our podcast. We're going to be doing this every week. Every fucking week on Monday. And I'm going to actually shine. edit that. COVID or no COVID, we're going to fucking do this shit. Matt, you should give me um, your password to your Adobe login so I can just have Adobe records. Thanks, Daddy Maya. So I thought... What if I did, like, a little story similar to the story that you fucking shared in our first episode, which was the Diablo Pass? Yes. Um, I have a feeling I know what he's going to talk about, but I'm really excited to hear it anyway. The Diablo Pass was so fucking good, and I was so intrigued. Um, this is not that way. <laughs> no, I'm just it's going to be amazing. It's going to be so much fun. Um, I'm excited. I'm going to talk to you about the Yuba County Five. Okay. I do know the story. Um, specifically, but it's one of my faves. It's a good. It is a pretty good one. Specifically, also called the disappearance of Gary Mathias. Um, so I'm gonna give you a little bit of background. Um, so Gary Mathias uh, was born October fifteenth, nineteen fifty-two. Okay. Do you feel a kinship because you're both October babies? Because we're both Libras? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although he's like teetering to like Scorpio territory and I feel like that's kind of dangerous. <laughs> also, I'd rather not be born in the 50s. So like... Okay, you know, fair. God damn. Um, but he's a Yuba County native, um, which is in California. Um, kind of had a rough go of things, I will admit. He joined the army in the 1970s. Um, and that didn't work out too well for him. He allegedly developed a drug problem while he was in the army. As like, let's be real, being in the fucking army sounds like it blows. So like, if you're especially gonna, in the fifties, especially in the fifties, especially in the fifties. Oh, so, yeah, there's like, a lot of shit happening. In so the 50s. like, just just dealing with all of that, yeah. And so, so he got he developed a drug problem. Um, and he was like serving in I believe West Germany so like that's like tricky business tricky business so eventually drug problem worse or worsen and he was um oh fuck he was diagnosed with schizophrenia and was discharged that's right from the 50s too so like yeah so like my dude you got yeah. all the cards against you, man. He's a young adult. Uh, this is actually in the 70s. So he was born in 52. Oh, okay, okay. And so he was like 18 when he fucking in joined. The 70s. Like, so not good, right? Fucking not good. Um, As someone who was once 18, joining the army is too much Never again, for an 18-year-old. Absolutely. So he returned to his parents' home in California to begin treatment. Um, things weren't looking like the best for him. Um, allegedly he struggled quite a lot. I mean, who can blame him? Um, dealing with schizophrenia and dealing with being discharged, like, that's a lot to handle. Um, so he was almost arrested multiple times, allegedly, for assault. Oof. Um, and... On men? Women? I don't really know. Um, but I guess, like, at the end of the day, assault is assault. He was almost arrested? Yeah. I don't... I mean, it was the 70s, so, like... Okay, fair. And, like, I hate... I mean, I don't hate to say this, because clearly it's true. He is a white male. Yeah. So, like, if anybody's gonna get 
away with fucking assault in the 70s. Oof, it's a white it's a man. white male. Um, it's always with white it's males. It's always the white men. Um, so, yes, but he oft, also suffered from, like, psychotic episodes um, that eventually landed him in the Veterans Administration Hospital. But that's kind of where things improved a little bit. And then by 1978, uh, he was being treated as an outpatient. Um, and his meds were working. Things were going well. Like, totally fucking doing the thing. That's great. Doing the work. Good for him. the outcome. Yeah, things are good. Improving his life. Improving his life. Um, so, he worked with his father um, for supplemental income while he was on disability. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's doing that, he's doing treatment, um, kind of like figuring his life out. At this point, he's 26, um, and so he's at home doing all of those things, and he had a group of four other adult men in his social circle. Mm -hmm. So, it's the group of five, obviously the Yuba County Five. Yeah. Um, and they were super, super close. And all of the articles that I was reading kept referring to them as, like, the boys. Um, as, like, this collective unit that people just refer to them as the boys. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, what are the boys up to? And it's like, all five of them are up to the same thing because they yeah. were just so inseparable. So I'm assuming Yuba County is a small town. I don't know the population, but it's the way that this story... It is me to like, ask difficult questions. I know. Well, I'm just like, oh, I never <laughs> would think to look at the population, but a fucking course. But, like, the way that this story sort of unfolded, and you'll get to... We'll talk about it in a little bit, but the way that people kind of, like, shared information, it seems kind of like a small town. It was also in the 70s. Everybody fucking knew everybody back then. True. I, I, would, I would say, generally speaking... Um, so anyway, like, the, the men that are part of this social circle, there's Bill Sterling, who at this point is 29, and then there's Jack Hewitt, who is 24. Mm-hmm. So Bill Sterling and Jack Hewitt um, both had intellectual disabilities, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay? And then the other two were uh, Ted... Weir, um, it's W E I H E R, who was thirty two, mm-hmm. and then Jack Madruga, who's thirty. So Ted and Jack were, and this is something that I have like kind of a problem with, um, but I'm not gonna pretend like to be an expert on the situation. But the articles that I kept reading and the videos that I was watching about this. They kept referring to Ted and Jack as quote-unquote slow learners. Mm. And that just, like, kind of drove me a little bit in. Yeah, it kind of rubs you the wrong way. Yes. Yes. It, it rubbed me the wrong way. And I was like, okay, I can understand if there's some sort of, like, intellectual impairment. But I just, like, there's something kind of condescending and dehumanizing about, like, quote-unquote slow learners. Yeah, calling know. someone slow is just, like, offensive. Fucking rude, right? Yeah, I don't... Fuck that shit. I hate when people do that. I... Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But anyway, so Bill and Jack, intellectual disabilities, Ted and the other Jack, the older Jack, quote-unquote slow learners. Um, not to, like, compartmentalize them, but just so you kind of have, like, an idea of where they're coming from. Um, but Jack Hewitt, the 24-year-old with the intellectual disability, and Ted 
Weir, the 32-year-old that's one of the quote-unquote slow learner learners, um, they're like BFFs. Mm-hmm. So they're like especially close. And so I was reading articles, listening to these talks about like how they would like answer phone calls for each other. Like I can't remember which one had like uh, difficulty with communication specifically, but mm-hmm. like one of them was just like, they would always do everything together and the other one would like advocate for the other one. So it was like super sweet, right? Um, anyway, so that's the five of them, mm-hmm. right? You have Gary, Bill, Jack, Ted, and Jack. Okay. They all are together in this tight-knit social circle. And the thing that... They they have this, like, commonality of, like, some sort of, like, cognitive impairment. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it varies. It sounds like it's different from person to person. But that's kind of how they met. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. You know, people yes. with, you know, like, you know, be it problems or, you know, interests yes. kind of tend to be attracted to each yes. other. And, you know, there's, like, a mutual understanding. Yes. There's, like, a community in that. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, good for them. Yes. Hell yeah. Right? Um, and they all loved sports. They love sports. Aww. So cute, right? So that's kind of, like, the overarching context and where the story So would they watch them. sports or play sports? Both. Both. And specifically basketball. Oh. Okay. They love basketball. Going to shoot the hoop together. Um, yes. They were on a team called the Gateway Gators. Oh. Um, as a Gators. part of Yuba City Gateway Program. Um, and Yuba City Gateway Program, um, what I come to understand it as, is this program for people with like cognitive impairments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, whatever that manifests as um it's a way for them to build up skills build Mm -hmm. up that resume you know help them kind of be in society so it is like a wonderful thing that they have access to um and that's kind of where that feels like almost progressive for the 70s i'm shocked well it is california too i guess yeah i'm kind of proud of them right I guess when you think of programs like that, you think of them happening happening later. You know what I mean? Right. As mental health and uh, mental disabilities became more like well understood and you know valued as like something that could be treated. Right. Absolutely. And I'm I'm proud of them. Good yeah, for them for like for doing them. the things. Um, which brings us to the disappearance and the whole fucking case. Ooh. February twenty fifth. Um, the the Gators, the basketball team that they're a part of, they were set to play their first game in a tournament sponsored by the Special Olympics. Is the are the Gators just those those five? Is it or are there more people on the team? I would I believe there are other members on the team. Okay. Yeah, I believe there are other members, but they were like particularly close. Yeah. Just from I think a basketball team is a team of eight. Yeah, I don't know anything about basketball. Um, I mean, I figured five seemed small. But yes, it does seem. So I wasn't great. sure if there would be like an adjusted type of game or adjusted team amount, you know. No, absolutely. Yeah, asking me good questions that I don't know the answer to. <laughs> I, Karen, I appreciate you. Oh my god! No, anytime I do research into anything, I go down to rabbit holes and find out all the How information. How many people on the team? <laughs> what were their names? <laughs> we don't need to know, but I'm, I'm just curious. Kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so they were set to start their first game on the 25th. On the 24th of February. Um, you know, they had gotten ready. They're super excited. This is something they've talked about for fucking weeks. 
in like a good way not in like a bad way mm-hmm. but they're so fucking excited right they get to play basketball be a part of this tournament if they win they get to go to LA they get to participate oh. like it's sponsored by the Special Olympics like it's a big deal that's something really cool big, something so cool right something to be excited about so the night before they're getting ready um, and they decided to drive to Chico California um, which was about 50 miles away from them okay, okay. Um, to watch a different team play basketball oh um, because they're hyped they're yeah. getting in the mood. They want to watch Support a different team. other teams. Too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Jack Madruga, who is the 30-year-old that I mentioned, um, he drove um, because only him and Gary Mathias had licenses. Mm. Um, so he drove them to the game. They drove a white 1969 Mercury Montego. Okay. Uh-huh. I can kind of picture that. I have no fucking idea. I know. It just sounds like a car to me. You want to Google it quick? Uh, I want to do it. Hold the thought. <laughs> Let's look Mercury, at it together. 1969. White mm, Mercury. Mm, I mean, I can picture it in white if it doesn't Curie, sound like white. Montego. Montego. Yeah, that's about what I expected it to look like. Okay, that's exactly what that is. Yeah, that's so good. It... Um, it, it <laughs> To those listening, if you can picture a car from the 70s with a little sporty, you probably can picture what this car looks like. Lots of angles that, like, shouldn't be there. Doesn't yeah. really look aerodynamic. Looks kind of boxy. But it's, um, like, the cool car kind yeah, of, you know? Yeah, um, Okay, so keep in mind, this is the end of February, too. Um, every article and video that I watched, everybody wanted it to be very apparent that they were not dressed for the occasion. I mean, they weren't thinking they were going to go outside and, like, hang out. They were going to drive to a basketball game, watch the basketball game, come home, play basketball tomorrow, right? What was the weather like? Well, it's, like, late February. I don't know what the weather's like in California. It, it, was, not, it was not, like, shorts weather. Okay. They, apparently, they were wearing light jackets. To I be fair, the... But like we the grew definition, up in the Midwest. Yeah, I was gonna say the definition of what is and isn't shorts weather varies differently. Um, it's mid-October to ev- snowing. Yeah, it is snowing, like we said. Fuck my life. And I mean, it's kind of nice outside, even though it's like a little cool. I'm but I'm not mad at it. But it really, in real life, though, it's like 45 degrees right now. It's so not good. Um, so the they saw the game at a university. Um, the team that they went to go visit, they won, which is fucking oh. awesome. So they decided they were going to celebrate. Um, they were going to stop at a gas station or, um, excuse me, they're going to stop at a store. And they were just going to pick up some snacks, pick up some soda. Hell yeah. Um, celebrate a little bit. For the drive home, too. For the drive home, yeah. Um, and so they went to the store at about 10 p.m. Um, and that was the last time they were seen alive. All of them? All of them. Damn. All of them. Wow. Really that fucking is sad. that is really sad. It fucking breaks my heart. All of them. So tell me these details. Um. And so, like, I I mentioned that the parents, like, the parents are pretty involved in their lives. Mm-hmm. Like the one, um, Gary Mathias works for his dad's business as supplemental income. Like the other family members, like. It's kind of a community. Like, yeah. they're, they're the boys. They're this collective. And the parents are very much involved and very much a part of their lives. And so it was very apparent when the men did not return home that night. The parents freaked out. Obviously, as parents do, 
when their child does not return home oh, as absolutely. they anticipated. Um, and so when the morning came, the police were immediately notified. So... Good on them for not waiting. I, know, I feel like right? I hear of so many missing persons cases. Like, even the Dyatlov Pass. They were like, yeah, they didn't come home for this one week, but we figured that they were just staying up in the mountains. Oh, we're going to wait another week. But, like... Right? What the fuck is that noise? I don't know. Like, <laughs> one time, one time, Reagan went downstairs to have like, a phone call and was sitting on the porch, and I didn't know where she went, and I immediately called her and was like, where did you go? Where are you? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I'm definitely that type of friend that's like, you tell me that you made it home safely. Otherwise, I will assume you died. A hundred percent. That's, that's so literally fair. everybody. Um, everybody listening to this, if I'm your friend and we hang out and you we go our separate ways, you better fucking tell me you made it home safely. Otherwise, I will call the police. Um, or I'll fucking call and text you until you respond. So yeah. that's a threat. That is a that is a threat. You should be afraid. You should be afraid. You should be afraid. Um, I'm so fucking tired, and I'm holding in this diarrhea, period. So, like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Although I'm not really kidding. Oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> so police in two separate counties began searching along the route to find the men. Mm-hmm. Along the route from Chico to um, their hometown. Um, and found no sign of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but allegedly, soon after, I forest ranger um came forward and said that he had spotted the car um in the forest on february 25th so february 24th is the night of the basketball game okay and then february 25th next day he's like oh yeah i saw the car at that point on the next day um but he did not think that it was like any sort of problem at the time i mean like you're a forest ranger you probably see a lot of fucking cars yeah um but after, like, hearing that there was, you know, a, an active search happening... Oh, absolutely. Um, he recognized the car in the description and brought deputies to the car on February 28th. Damn, these responses are, like, really fast. Yeah, right? I like it. I, yeah. I mean, it's... But also, at the same time, it's, like, three, four days? Yeah, but, like, with, like, like I said, I've heard so many missing persons cases that are, like, oh, we didn't respond for, like, a week. Um, but even then, they still didn't find them, which is, like, kind of wild. So, they found the car, right? Okay. They're yeah. investigating. The car was filled with wrappers, other snack items, empty cartons of milk, um, stuff like that. Some programs, so, like, they went to the basketball game, uh-huh. had a good time. Um, the car was not found on a direct route from Yuba City. To Chico. Okay. Was found. So they didn't um, go back the way they came. It was found 70 miles from Chico. Damn. Okay. So you said that, that the places were like. They were 50 miles 50 apart. miles apart. And this was found 70 miles from Chico. And not at the. So not in a direct route. Yeah. Wow. I don't. Uh, right. What um, kind of route did they take? A, I don't know, but they had a map in the car. Did they not go up? Didn't they, didn't they go up a mountain of some kind? I believe there was a mountain involved, yes. There always is a fucking ominous mountain watch well, I think over that, by that, an that could track. be part of why, you know, people say that it's the American version um, of the Love Pass incident. 
Not to step on your toes. I do know st- a little bit about this case. No, 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 no. You're totally fine. And you know, I, as I'm as I'm reading my my notes here, I've got um, yes, they were, um, they did drive up a, a high elevation. Yeah. Yes. So they road. were they were up there. Um, nobody knows why. Family members don't know why. Um, and had said that um, they actually hate the cold, so don't know why they went up and did that. Um, and one of the parents was like, they don't like being in the forest and hanging out there, so we don't really know what led them to want to do this. Jeez. Um, and the car was clearly abandoned. So, lots of red flags. Yeah. Sure. Very strange. Very, very bizarre. Um, like, strange behavior before and after. There, there was, like, the way that the car had become stuck and the way that the wheels were turned it led police to believe that the car had spun out okay um but the police also were like the snow is not deep enough that the car couldn't have been like pushed out like Five men pushing a car out of a snowbank. Oh. The snow wasn't deep enough that that couldn't be feasible. Mm. So they were like, okay. Was it icy? It just refers to snow. Okay. So I'm leaning towards no. Okay. Yeah, I guess if there's um, like snow and it's like powdery, it's like kind of five fresh. fully grown men. Like, yeah, and you know, like. Five dudes. Usually on like, like if, it, if it had just snowed, usually the days right after a snowfall are like not cold enough for things to start turning into ice ice. Yes. Some more weird shit. Keys, not there. Cool. Okay. So they took the keys with the intention of maybe coming back. Mm. That's what that reads like to me, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, okay. We're going to leave the car here for right now because they think it's stuck. We're going to take the keys because eventually we're going to return to it. Um, or maybe the car doesn't work mm-hmm. and they're going to come find help, but they're going to still like... Yeah, I mean, take the keys with them. I couldn't imagine abandoning my car completely. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. Like, I'd take like, my keys with me. Leaving your keys? Right. Um, police were able to hotwire the car. Started. Fine. No problem. There was a quarter tank of gas left. Okay. So, like, pretty weird. Yeah. Pretty bizarre. Um, let's see. There was some, like, mention of um, no damage to the car. Um, no like dents or scrapes or things of that so then they're kind of like okay well did it actually get stuck what exactly was this this thing here did they spin out um, so they were going to continue searching there was a huge snowstorm and so they decided they were going to wait to continue the search so they started asking the community for any sightings mm-hmm. and saying, we need to gather information while we're waiting for this snowstorm to pass. So we're going to try to go into the community and see if like anybody Like the has community them. directly around the mountain or like, wait, which? Like family, friends, maybe uh, try to go okay. along the route, kind of see. I was just wondering if on. there was like a town nearby yeah. or something. This is, I mean, because these, these, there were two counties that were involved. Okay. So it's like quite a lot of police officers yeah. that were involved. Um, there was a gentleman by the name of Joseph Sholmes, um, who mentioned that he was 
up in the forest, hanging out. He had a cabin, um, February 24th to 25th, and he had also gotten stuck in the road. So he was like, I can understand. I got stuck in the snow. I can understand that this is also what happened to them. Um, when he was trying to get his car free, he started experiencing the early symptoms of a heart attack. Oh my. So he... So he was an older guy, I'm assuming. I... It actually sounded like he was just like a middle-aged dude. Oof. I think. Although, I mean, he could be an old So guy. was it like... He was just like a dude who got stuck who tried to shove his car out of the fucking snow and started having a heart attack. Oh, jeez. I mean, like, shit happens. Yeah. You know. So <laughs> I he, mean, I guess a high-stretch situation. Yeah, you don't know if he, like, yeah. had pre-existing conditions. Yeah. And... So he's chilling in his car trying to keep warm because he's starting to have a heart attack um he allegedly saw headlights um and a group of people hanging around these headlights and he was like one of them and this is very bizarre and i don't know if this comes up and i definitely actually the more i think about it don't think it comes up at any point at all but this old man allegedly saw a woman with a baby and so he oh, was like what the fuck calling to them for help because he's like i'm stuck i'm starting to have a heart attack and i see people i'm gonna ask for help um with a baby ignored him okay and then later on he saw more lights but they weren't um they weren't car lights they were flashlights and when he called up to for help from them the flashlights were turned off so he was like fuck okay sounds Jeez. great that'd be um, so scary to be like stuck thinking you like could potentially die and then seeing and then these lights and thinking that, yeah people are ignoring you i would get so paranoid i'd be like these people are gonna fucking come in here take my car and i'm having a heart attack and no one can stop them i can't certainly i can't stop them um so yeah his story gets kind of wild um he gets uh, he sees like a pickup truck um, but then he was like actually I don't actually know if I saw a pickup truck so like he thinks maybe he was experiencing hallucinations of some kind because he's in extreme pain he's all by himself he ran out of gas in his car um, but the pain eventually was like manageable enough for him to like walk out um, to a lodge where someone was able to assist him um, and then doctors later confirmed that he did in fact have a heart attack um so that was like a very peculiar interesting report um the other report was from um a woman who worked at a store um at the store that went to i want to say yes yes at the store, um, no. Yes? No. Yes? I can't no. help you with this one. <laughs> I can't help me with this one either. LOL. Because the date that this woman is giving is March 3rd. Okay. So I'm saying, I'm going to say no. That's, yeah, that's quite a ways after. It's like over a week, right? Yeah. Over a week. Well, um, wait, what was the dates again? February 24th, the night of the 24th. Yeah, that's like over a week. Okay, whatever. Well, February has only 28 days, right? 
Yeah, you're right, it does. I don't know. I've been on this planet for 24 fucking years, and I couldn't tell you. Oh my god, now it's officially 24 years, too. Uh, Matt just had a birthday. Hey, Libra season. Libra season. I love it Um, Getting old is such a privilege. Oh my god. I do love getting old. Anyway. Um, I saw you make a Twitter post about it. 24 is such a sexy number. <laughs> like, if I saw a man who was like... I'm 24. I'm an artist. I like live my life. I'd be like, Orange my favorite color. Orange is my favorite color. I'd be like, He's fucking hot. <laughs> and you know what? That's me. Yeah, 24 I'm, is a sexy number. I'm fucking hot. Yeah, right? You know what's like, 24? 25. 25. <laughs> <laughs> 25. Um, so, no, it was a different woman, different store. March 3rd, saw flyers that had been distributed. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. So. Um, yes, she saw flyers and was like, I recognize these faces. Um, now I'm trying to think, is this actually her? And she saw them, she saw flyers on March 3rd? I mean, she might have, I don't know. Honestly, she reported to the police that she saw them. I can't discern if... (coughs) this was the woman at the store or if this was a woman at a store at a later point Mm. um does she not say that she saw them like coming to get snacks or anything they do mention snacks leaning towards it was the night of i would assume so as well i think it's the night of because that would Um, you know make sense considering the candy wrappers right i'm thinking it's the night of okay yes um so I think that's kind of where that story initially came from of them getting snacks and stuff. And like it just I thought you were gonna say I think that's where the story ends and I was like They that's it. Surprise. <laughs> I was like, um, what? <laughs> so okay, so we have a car that's abandoned. Uh-huh. We've got them not being on any direct route to or from where they were originally intending, like point A, point B, they are yeah. not at all close to where they were fucking supposed to be. They have a map. And they made it to the game. They made it there, but they just somehow didn't manage to. God, you know what's wild? Thinking of the fact that someone would, they, you would have to travel via reading a map to this location rather than you know like put in the GPS in your car. You know what I mean? Yeah, listening. I to think the, about like, that Lady Gaga, while it's like well, you're... left in a hundred feet. Yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, that's just wild. Just me. That's wild. I mean, yeah, that's wild. So. Yeah, they've got this abandoned car, no keys, um, car still has a quarter tank of gas. Are there footprints around it or anything? It was a lot of snow, snowstorms, oh, so, so it's like snow tricky cover. to discern the direction on where they were going. So, so much so that they don't start to find more pivotal evidence until June 4th. Damn! June fucking 4th. So this is February. This starts end of February. March, April, May. That's like four months. Isn't that fucked, Carrion? That's a little less than four months. If McDonald's doesn't give you diarrhea, that'll give you diarrhea. <laughs> fucked, right? Yeah, that is fucked. That's so fucked. God. Um, but that's how long it took for the snow to start to melt, for them to start to collect more evidence. Damn. So I like, really, I guess if I was a mom or dad, because I have in my life I could be either one at this point, I'd be so heartbroken. Yeah. I'd be so hard. Oh, absolutely. I would huh. be like, it would be beyond infuriating not yes. knowing anything about where my children went after four months. Yes. Um, so June 4th, they start to get new information. There is a campsite um, about 
20 miles from where the Montego was found. That's a long ways away. 20 fucking miles. That's almost a marathon. That's almost a marathon. And walking through snow? Snow. Walking through snow With so With a hard. life jacket. There's Damn. a reason why they didn't come back. I hate to say 20 miles. 20 miles, Karen. Um, I mean, maybe they there's were... a little lodge area. God, maybe they were it's walking like tr- hoping they just stumble across help. Yeah. Water aimlessly, could you imagine that? Fuck that. God, I get lost in Minecraft when I play fucking Minecraft. Absolutely. I would get lost in real life. Absolutely. So, there's a campsite with some trailers in it, and it's a forest service campsite. So it's like, with the intention to help people who do get lost, Mm. it's filled with supplies. Okay. Okay. Um... One of the front windows in one of these trailers had been broken into. Mm. And this was discovered by a group of motorcyclists. Like I said, June 4th, most of the snow had started to mount slash had already mounted. And these motorcyclists go to this trailer, notice the window is shattered, start to smell. (gasps) Oh... A dead body. Have you ever smelled what something rotting smells like? Uh, I have been in a cadaver lab, so I believe so. Actually, they're pretty like well preserved. They don't really smell. As someone who has come across many uh, animal corpses in the woods, you know, like a deer or cormorant or some shit. A young child, for instance. (laughs) Cormorant, really? Yeah. Do you encounter a lot of cormorant corpses? Not corpses, but they do that on twenty knuckles. What? Cormorant corpses? That'd be such a cool punk rock. I was literally about to say that. Like, <laughs> cool band Cormorant I want corpses. it written in that like heavy metal font. Yes. Like, it like looks like it's made of sticks. Or like Los Benditos. I like that. Oh my god. That's a but no, it, it's like this high, very high sweet smell. Very like sickly sweet. I hate that. I'm gonna bomb. It was <laughs> Ted Weir's body. Okay. The 32 year old. who was, was he the oldest of the group? Yes. Okay. He was the oldest of the group. Um, fucked up, right? Very fucked up. Um, next day, um, searchers found. <laughs> Here I am about to start asking you specific questions. Okay. Like, what was he doing? What was he? No, wearing? no, no. I was gonna, well, I was gonna be like, what stage of decomposition he was he? Like, was he in? Which would you know? I don't know what stage, but I know that he had been dead for a while. Yeah, he would have been likely partially preserved by the cold weather. By the cold weather. The really fucked up part about it is, Carrion, there was there was plenty of food in there to keep him going. Do they did they do they talk about the autopsy at all? Did they do an autopsy? I believe so. Did he die of the starvation? Parents, yeah. The parents are like the parents make it seem like he didn't know that he could take that food and use it. Even though there was plenty of it available to him. Like the the notion of I'm going to just do this, I'm gonna take this food, doesn't belong to me. I'm gonna and it just like that notion didn't kick in for him. Oh, is what they made it seem like. Jeez. So I can't imagine being trapped in like a trailer and full of food, but starving not having to death and the not inclination to eat. Yeah. Jeez. Isn't that like fucked up? Yeah. Very fucked up. And he was the only one in there. Only one in there. Next day, they find the remains of two others. Okay. Of Jack Madruga. Who was 30. 
and Bill Sterling, who was 29. Okay. Where were they? They were on opposite sides of the road, 11.4 miles from where the car had been found. Is this... On well, the way is this to... towards the tr- the cabin? Yeah, on okay. the way okay. to the cabin. So they must so have been walking together. The cabin together was 20 miles the from the car. Okay. And they were, and they, the other two were 11 miles. They made it 11 miles. Damn. And they were on opposite sides of the road. Um, autopsies show they both died of hypothermia. Okay. Though, so, this is really fucked up, and it kind of makes a little tear to my eye. Oh. Um. There's speculation, multiple reports that, um. One may have so you know when you start to experience extreme hypothermia, your you start to get really sleepy. Yeah. Your body is shutting down. Yeah. Your body's conserving energy, trying to keep you alive. It will make you fall asleep. Yeah. And that's usually when you die. Mm-hmm. Because you just typically don't wake up. Yeah. And because like how are you supposed to save yourself when you fall asleep? Yeah. In hy- yeah, you just die. So there's speculation. That one of them started to experience that, and the other one refused to leave his side. And I know I'm gonna start oh, to cry. That's heartbreaking. And then eventually, also died. That Jeez! Way. But you said they were on opposite sides of the road. So what so leads do you think me that... to believe that he, he may have like left to maybe go get help? Yeah, that's that's what I would because he notices Buddy falls asleep. He's like, oh, he's okay. cold and he's not waking up. But he only makes it to the other side of the road. Oh. That's heartbreaking. Makes me want to die. Ugh. I hate it so much. Jeez. It, it truly breaks my heart. Yeah. Truly. Um, now we found three of the five. Until a couple days later. Okay. When they discovered Jack Hewitt's... I should say. Jack Hewitt's father found his backbone. What? Two miles away from the trailer. Talk about a... I would kill myself. Not only that, but like a coincidence. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, that's my... Like, I'm assuming that they're going to like have a big search party now scanning the woods. Like, what are the odds of his father being the one to find his son's bone? So his father found the backbone. And how, how far away was this, you said? Two miles from the trailer. From the trailer? From the trailer. Okay. And it's like northeast, so I don't know in relation where that is from the where where Madruga and Sterling were found. Okay. Um, we need a map. I need like a nice cute little map. I bet you there's a map somewhere. There's probably a map. Actually, that's what we'll find a map. Somebody send us the map. The map. <laughs> the map. Or I'll go down the rabbit hole of research after this and yeah, uh, could you know, you? see if we're talking about. I'm shocked that I've made it to 43 minutes. Well, part of that was us futzing around, but... And talking about my diarrhea. I'm, how many oh times God, can I... Stop! Every time Matt says diarrhea on this episode, <laughs> diarrhea, take diarrhea, a shot. Diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> how many shots are we in, though? Let's do this, ladies. Um, so, they is eventually it? find his skull, confirm with his dental records, Jeez. it is Jack. Um, so, Gary Mathias... Yeah, we have one more. No idea where the fuck he is. No idea at all? Like No fucking idea where he is. Which is why this is still called the Yuba County Five, The Disappearance of Gary Mathias. Do people think that 
His body has never been. Do looking. people think that he? Well, there is speculation. There is speculation that he. So, remember when I prefaced this with, and this is why I prefaced that background with, he's been known to assault people, potentially assault people, yeah. has schizophrenia. He's going. Oof. He's going without his medication. I mean, not that pe- all people with schizophrenia are have a chance to Absolutely violent, not. but. There is speculation. Oof. I and I'm not gonna sit here and vilify a man who's had a rough life. Yeah. Has is dealing with a lot. Um, was discharged from the army, all of that shit. I'm not gonna sit here and say he was somehow involved, but his body was never found. And continues to not be found. There's no trace of him whatsoever. And he's got schizophrenia and at this point is Days, weeks, months without his medication. So they just don't know. Like, damn. There are so many, like, I mean, that's crazy. So, Weir, Ted Weir, the one in the trailer, mm-hmm. you asked me about the autopsy. I'm getting to that now. Okay. Um, it was a combination of hypothermia okay. and starvation. Jeez. Fucked up, right? Yeah. He lost half his body weight. He Damn. started at 200 pounds, lost half his body weight. How tall was he? Uh, I'm just wondering if he had some fat reserves or not. <laughs> like I said, guys, leave it to me to I'm ask the sorry. question. He was no, 32. you don't have to apologize. These are, these are the ridiculous facts that we like don't need to know, he but like I'm gonna six wonder about anyway. Five. I have no idea. I was gonna say, damn, two hundred pounds, six foot five. Yeah, I was gonna say he was like, just such a string bean. That makes him a little but bean that's not true. He's not actually six foot five. We do know he's two hundred pounds, though. We do know he was. He started it. Like I said, this is gonna be another thing that I'm gonna uh, have to look up later. Damn, so he lost half his body weight. So he was a hundred pounds. He lasted. Evidence suggested that he lasted thirteen weeks. That's a long time. How long is that? That's four months. No, three months. Yeah. Three months and some change? And some change, yeah. That's a really long time. Based on the well, wait. growth of his beard, they and figured out 13 weeks. So does he, did he not, did he, they didn't, they started looking not even that long after he died then. Yeah. He lasted quite a while. Well, I mean, because like we talked about, they started looking so, at, what is it, three months? End of February, he gets lost, and then early June, yeah, he ma- almost made it. Jeez. He he was he was getting pretty close. Damn. But also like, so he was in a trailer. There but was, he didn't eat. There was plenty of food in there, plenty. Can you imagine um, living for thirteen weeks with no food? So he had eaten some of the rations. I was like, damn. Um. But so he had opened a locker. Um, in storage and he ate some of the ration cans mm. there was a locker adjacent to it that had even more food and enough food in fact to keep all five of them fed for a year that's a crazy amount of that's food that's so much fucking food available Jeez. unopened unopened um, there was a, there were supplies, matches, books, fuel, things that he could have used to make a fire to keep himself warm. 
to prevent that hypothermia. Didn't. He just didn't know how. Didn't know how, didn't feel like he could, didn't know what to do. I mean, clearly was scared. Um, sounded like his friends had died before him. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a gas tank that could have heated the whole trailer's heating system. Oh, um, so had a heating system. Had a whole fucking heating system he could have used. Um, didn't. But like I said, um, the parents were like, that actually doesn't surprise us. Which is very heartbreaking. Um, that his um, his cognitive ability, they said that he didn't have this. And this sounds so shitty. I hate to like say this about somebody because especially how this this person was like characterized in the quote unquote slow learners category that yeah. I mentioned earlier on. Um, but, like, if a parent could say this about their kid, I guess then I could say it, but didn't have common sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just didn't make the conclusion um, that he could do these, he could use these supplies, he could do this to keep himself alive. Um, there was also evidence that he had not been alone at, in the trailer at some point. Oh, Matthias's Gary Matthias, the guy who we never found out. Yeah, about, his shoes were in the trailer. Oh, his fucking shoes, and the way that some of the rations were opened, it was done with a can opener specifically used by those in the military. So I imagine it's one of those like you actually have to like dig into the yep. can yeah, and I like know. cut open rather than like. You twist with your yeah. little fancy can opener that we get from my No, no, it's like the pocket one. Yeah, it's like a pocket one. So that's fucked up. So it sounds like Matthias helped keep him alive. Yeah. Because he maybe didn't know that he could do those things and keep himself going. Um, and then Matthias abandoned him. And, I mean, probably well-intentioned, but, like, he died. Yeah. Um... I mean, maybe Matthias went for help. Maybe why yes. did he shoes? That's very strange. So unless there was like a pair of boots in the cabin of some some kind. Potentially. You know, like winter wear. Yeah, potentially. So there was also just evidence based on so Ted Weir was not doing good, not doing well. His, he was suffering from frostbite. He had like gangrene action Ooh, going on. Gangrene's nasty. Really bad. Um, so his body was like really suffering. Um, and so they think that there was somebody else in there who was like tending to him mm-hmm. and like covering him up with sheets because he was just, he probably was so physically unable to move Yeah. by like the pain and all of that. So really fucked up. Um, and so this is still, is this still an open case? Are they still looking into it or is it closed? I want to say it's closed. Obviously, it's unsolved. Yeah. Um, I mean, because we don't know why that they had gone the way that they did. Are there other theories? Um, there isn't really an explanation. Because, um, like, with the Atla Pass, there was, like, 20 There was, like, so the aliens fucking wind. There's a theory that oh. Matthias had friends in a nearby small town. And they thought maybe they were going to go visit them, but they had gotten lost. Mm. Um, and instead of, like, 
traveling with the car again they decided to leave the car um and try to go and backtrack but they got lost again um but this doesn't really make a whole lot of sense it doesn't really make sense why they would do that um so but they also believe that maybe they were like following tracks left by um forest service people mm. um so they were thinking okay well in order to get back home we'll just follow these like the footprints of other people yeah came. and then it'll be like okay but but then it was like okay well the two jack and bill had suffered from hypothermia and died and then like shit hit the fan um so it they they theorized that Jack Madruga and Bill Sterling, the two with the hypothermia, they died pretty early on. Mm-hmm. And then the other three found the trailer. Okay. Right? So Ted is the body that was found in the trailer. Jack Madruga, Bill Sterling, hypothermia, 11 miles from the car. The other three, 20 miles from the car at the trailer. Um, they theorized that maybe since... Um, the trailer was locked. So they broke a window window to get in. Maybe they like feared that they were gonna get arrested. They didn't really want to mm. be trespassing. Um, so they were apprehensive about the stuff that they could use and how long they could be there because like they were worried. Um, and so, but they lasted thirteen weeks in there. And from what it the seems, they like, being they there's a theory that. The three of them were in the trailer with, like, it was a Ted Weir, Jack Hewitt, and Gary Mathias. Okay. All three of them in the trailer. And Jack Hewitt and Gary Mathias didn't leave, hypothetically, theoretically, I should say, until Ted Weir passed. Ah. So once Ted passed, it's theorized that Jack and Gary left to try to get home because shit was hitting the fan. Now they've got their friend's dead body. They wanted to make one last attempt at escape. But Jack Hewitt's remains were found two miles from the trailer in various locations. I mean, it had been scattered because animals had found it. Yeah, of course. It it was scattered, you know, um, meters away from each other, considerable distance, but within two miles from the trailer. And... Gary Mathias's body has never been found. Damn. That's crazy. And that's the Yuba County Five. I'm wondering, because I, I, like like I said, I've heard this one before, and I, it's not that I, I have thought, you know, of reasons why Gary Mathias's body couldn't have been found. And I mean, I'm not sure about the animal population in that area. Like, are there is there a kind of animal that could potentially have eaten his full body, bones and all? But I'm not. I what about the other three, though? I mean, one body is a lot for an animal. I suppose. What kind of animal would be able to eat the bones, too? That's a great question. I in um, California. Yeah, no, I'm trying to. I'm gonna do some research. Can bears eat bones? Are bears? It's a clean this up. Lol. Um, can bears eat? Can bears eat humans? (laughs) Can bears eat bones? Clearly. Mm, No. I mean, they can eat bones, but not large bones. Like choose to. I mean, not like like (laughs) for those of you who have watched Tiger King, not like 
Oh my a jaguar God. meat bones. You know what yeah. I mean? Bitch, Carol Baskin. <laughs> I, mean, I occasionally get news articles stuff about her. I hope she's doing well. She seems like she's thriving. She's not suffering. Fuck it. Uh, okay, well, do you want to take a break? <laughs> do you want to take a break? I think, that, do you want to take a break? What about told- your diarrhea? Oh, uh, take another shot, listeners. No, I'm fine. <laughs> Are you um, sure? Now that I'm not sharing my story, I no longer have to shit my brains out. <laughs> Conveniently. Um, Should I dramatically read that article about Bruno Mars? Yeah, while well, I have, like, you hear farty noises in the background. Oh my god, stop. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we want to keep this rated G so everyone can listen to it. Um, Karen, I am actually surprised that it made it that long talking about my case. It's a complicated case. There was a lot more that I forgot that I was like, actually, I had no And I mean, then leave it this. to me to uh, ask questions. <laughs> I've also Overly been... Overly detailed questions. Right, and I've been reading about this for, for like, three weeks now. We've been trying... Okay, for we've been trying to get this... The recording of this podcast episode scheduled for like a month. Yes. But for some reason, fate has been like, you can't. You just fucking can't. Every fucking time. You you can't, sorry. Um, it's not that we haven't hung out, we have. But yes. it's been like, oh, I don't... I... I I'm busy. I can't record the podcast or whatever. Um, or we're emotionally distraught and just decide to hang out and shoot the shit instead of doing this. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That happens. Reagan was like, Reagan, Reagan, my Reagan's my roommate. Uh, Reagan was like, Reagan's my BFF. Reagan's my BFF. Regan loves Sonic and I love her. <laughs> I love her more than I love Sonic. That's how much I love her. Oh my god. Um, Reagan was like, obviously, what's going to come out in this podcast is too much for the world that's why it's been stopping you fate's been stopping you you've been too powerful <clears throat> all right um so <laughs> we mentioned the what time were we at how are we doing oh time wise like yeah. how many minutes have we recorded 60 you keep going to do- are you actually gonna read that you told me to i was kidding i'm not kidding oh okay you why do you think can- i'm kidding is that copyrighted are we allowed to talk about it in a podcast what are you gonna do kill us <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Fucking read it. I would love to die. <laughs> I'm ready. Oh my god, stop. 24 is a good age. Let's try to, to be die. positive in this. I'm positive I want to die. Stop. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, we, we, we keep referencing the the Does Bruno Mars is Gay article. And I was like, in between the episodes, do I do a dramatic. Or in between the cases, do I do a dramatic reading of it? <laughs> I hope that Matt registers Super loud. You know it is. <laughs> Let's check the, the audio. Yeah. The huge sky. <laughs> oh Wait, is it even, is, did it even like pick up on me enough? Yeah. Okay, that's good. The spikes are us laughing. No, I'm kidding. Okay. Anyway, so now I'm going to talk about my shit. I love your shit. <laughs> so... Unlike Matt, who talked about, like, a case, a real, like, case, I'm just going to be talking pretty generally about a cryptid whom I love. Um, <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know, I think cryptozoology is really fun, and I spend a lot of time reading about cryptids. Um, we live in Wisconsin, which is where the Beast of Bray Road is from. I keep meaning to go to Bray Road and see if I can try to find the beast. It's not going to happen, but... Let's fucking go. Uh, Matt, let's go on a road trip to Bray Road. What are you doing right now? Just recording a podcast. We're recording a podcast. <laughs> oh, that. <laughs> I mean, well, what do we... We could just take my computer and my microphone with us and record as we go to Bray Road. 
<laughs> Don't tell me with a good time. You know I fucking would. Tony looks like Bray Road. I love Tony. <laughs> Tony's the our dean at our school. Tony, if you listen to this, I adore you. I adore you. You do far too much for me, and I can never repay you. Anyway. I, Tony, you should give me a job. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, I love you, and I miss you, and I uh, need a job. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Tell how it is. So we're going to talk about, by we, I mean me, I'm going to talk about Mothman. Yeah. The moth. Who's the man? Boy. Mothman. Lamp. 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 <laughs> Light. Light. You guys have, have you guys all seen those scary pictures of like moths with their like eyes reflective? Really they like trigger people for some reason. I don't know why. I think they look really cute. I, I think that. moths are cute. I don't know. I think they're so funny. Even if they're like, they're like, I don't know. Mm. If we, if like a moth and a butterfly are like similar to each other, moths are like the sweatpants and t-shirt version of butterflies. <laughs> I love how you just said that. That's amazing. You light up my life. <coughs> Stop. <laughs> but don't, please, go on. Okay, so we're going to talk about Mothman. I don't know how much you know about Mothman. I just know that he's a moth. He's a man. He's, he's a, a cryptid. He's a man who's a moth. And a moth who's a man. You wouldn't even know it until you read his name. Suddenly you know it. He's Mothman. <laughs> I'm doing I fin- write jingles. I'm doing finger know. guns just to let you know. Hire <laughs> me at your next birthday party after COVID. After COVID. <laughs> okay. So I have a, a lot to read on Mothman because there's lots of things to know about Mothman. I'm so so Mothman was first sighted in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. West Virginia! <laughs> Every time I see the name West Virginia, I had to think of the song. Old Country Roads? Yeah. No. Mountain Mama, take what? me home. Yeah. Country Roads. It is Country Roads. Yeah. I don't think that's what it's called, though. Old Country Roads? Is that what it's called? It is called Old Country Roads. I don't know. Do you want to fight? <laughs> Should we get the audio of us beating the shit out of each other in our podcast? <laughs> no, we'll find a stock audio. <laughs> we'll just put uh, it in. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Falcon punch. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Like I said, Mothman. So sorry. Point Pleasant, Please. West Virginia. Uh first seen in uh on November fifteenth in nineteen sixty six. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's been a while. It has been a while. Yeah. My mom was born in fifty nine, my mom was seven. I want to say my parents were in sixty two. I Did I say 69? I meant 59. Did I say 59? I don't know. No, you said 59. Okay, good. Yeah. I have ADHD. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. Um, okay. So the first sighting of Mothman ever. Um, so on November 12th of 19... What did I say? 66? 66. Scorpio okay. season. Yeah, it's the Scorpio season. Mothman's a Scorpio. Psst, fuck him. No, Mothman's a good boy. He's fluffy. I mean, I like to imagine Mothman is fluffy. Because moths are fluffy. That's cute. They have feathery antennae. <laughs> My grandma wanted to say whiskers, but that's not, that's not what they are. <laughs> um, so there was so I said he was first sighting. He sighted on November fifteenth, but his actual like first first sighting was November twelfth, where he was sighted by five men in a nearby town of Clendenin, West Virginia. Yeah. Okay. Um, nearby town being nearby to Point Pleasant. Pleasant. Yes. Yes. Lennon's. Yes. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, who were digging a grave. Hopefully in a grave. 
As one does. I would assume it's in a graveyard. One can never be sure. I don't sure. have any details on that. <laughs> it definitely has to be in a graveyard. How many graves were they digging? A and grave. How many people were there? A five? grave. Five men digging one grave. That's a lot of people to dig one fucking grave. Let's dig gra- Whatever. We, we can get into the, the effort to dig a grave. <laughs> dig graves to be six feet. That's a lot of dirt. That's fair. You're yeah. right. I'll give that to you. Um... Where they were, they reportedly uh, they reportedly saw a man like shadowy figure fly over their heads from a nearby tree. <gasps> I just got goosebumps. Already. Already. <laughs> I'm so enamored by. Him. Oh my god! And then three days later, on November fifteenth, which is the first official Mothman sighting, when he kind of got the whole moth like moniker, sure. um, while driving in an area outside of. Of a t- uh, outside of the town, this area is called the TNT area, and I looked up why because I had to know why. <laughs> um, so, side note before I continue, the reason it's called the TNT area is <laughs> I adore you. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Matt's gonna ask me why it's called the TNT area, and he I'm gonna have to know. But he wants to know now. I think it's really for me. He wants to know. <laughs> um, so first, the TNT area is this naturalized kind of uh, preserve type area. That's actually called the Clifton F. McClintic Wildlife Management Area. What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> I uh, let me to repeat. <laughs> <laughs> the Clifton F. McClintic Wildlife Management Area. Who the fuck named that? The people TNT of did. the people of Mason County, obviously. Right. Mason County. That's <laughs> um, which is five miles north of Point Pleasant. Um, the area. Has about three thousand six hundred acres of land, roughly, which is a lot. It's a lot. It's a it's a wildlife reserve, so you can even do hunting there. It sounds really delightful, actually. It does sound delightful. It also sounds like a place where Mothman would live, so it makes sense. Even better. <laughs> um, but uh, the reason it's called the TNT area is because um, it was a wartime industrial kind of area, and so there are still explosives and such found there. Laying around. I don't think laying around. I believe that it's just like stored there. Like a landmine? No, not like it's not like there's landmines peppering this preserve. I like how you said that, peppering. That's what they are. No, that was so like exactly how I would describe yeah. that. But I would never know how to. Peppering is the perfect word for that. Well, thanks. No, thank you. <laughs> you really broadened my and ooh, the contrast that word brings into this equation. Anyway, thank you for that. <laughs> Incredible. Apparently, I don't speak like a normal human being. You don't. Every time I say uh, certain words, Matt's like, ooh. Carrion. One time I said the word carrion to Matt in real life, and Matt was like, I've never heard that word outside of video games. And I'm it's like, so true. But you can use it to describe carrion, <laughs> which is like, what it is. When does that ever happen? <laughs> we were in a fucking, like, Target parking we were lot. In the, we were in a Target parking lot. When you said that, and I, like, looked at you just like... Holy fuck. I've never heard that word said out loud. So I, I know that word. Carcarel. Carcarel. And you also said carapace, which for all intents Carapace purposes, is such a fun word. Which is not too far off from carrion. I get to see where it's a word's at, man. You, you just like flesh words. <laughs> Carcass. Flesh. Carcass. Carapace. Corpse. Carrion. Corpse. God. I actually kind of like that. If we made our punk rock band, what was the name of the group? Shit, we're going to have to go back. You can't expect to remember anything. I know, but those could be the four members. God. <laughs> <laughs> the four members. Yeah. 
Okay. The Four Horsemen. The Four Horsemen. <laughs> but it's like Kiss. Yeah, it's cute. <laughs> the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, but it's Kiss. All the songs are about Mothman. A, where the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse are actually like a metal band. <laughs> I fucking love that shit. Sorry. We're so off the beaten path. I'm so sorry. Mothman. Mothman TNT. is great. TNT. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was going to say preserve. So you saying Peppermint made my brain go, that's not what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so glad. Okay. So they were driving through an area called the TNT area. Um so the who the the they that were driving uh were these two young couples, Roger and Linda Scarbury, which I think is a really fun last name, and Steve and Mary Mallet. It's spelled like M A L L E T T E, which I want to say is Mallet. Millet. Or Malay. Malay. I don't know. Is it French? Are they French? There's no accent on it. Mallet it is. <laughs> Malay's more fun. Okay, we'll do Scarberry and Malay. Oh, I kind of like that. Yeah. I don't know. There's something cute about that. Um, so, while they were driving, they saw, and which they later told the police, that they saw a large gray creature whose eyes, quote-unquote, glowed red when the car's headlights picked up on it, and they described it as... A quote large flying man with ten foot wings unquote following their car while they were driving, they were terrified as you would be. I wish you could see my fucking face. I love this shit. Matt's uh, right now embodying the shocked emoji. <laughs> oh my god. Um. So of course they were terrified, um, and so they fled, and they reportedly told the police that it chased them at speeds of around a hundred miles an hour. Which is wild. A hundred miles an hour. I want to be him. Mothman's Sanic fast, y'all. Holy He's fuck. zooming. He's zooming, boy. Steve zooming, Gonzales. boy. I know. Although I'm reading over my notes, and I <laughs> leave it to me to make notes about the kind of animals you can find in the TNT area for myself. <laughs> you are too good for me. Oh my god! I found I saw a a, a black capped heron yesterday, which are uncommon in the Wisconsin area. Now they know where we live. Look what you've done. In Wisconsin. I'm just kidding. Do you know how big Wisconsin is? I don't. It takes me five hours to drive from here to the Minnesota border. Now they really know where you are. I'm yeah, okay. I'm just kidding, kidding. Who? The three people that listen to this podcast? Um, we're in Milwaukee. Now they really know where we are. <laughs> Stop geolocating us. <laughs> Come find me, Daddy. Oh my God. Oh my God. Who said that? Mothman, was that you? <laughs> Um, okay, but anyway, um, so those people saw it, the Gravedigger boys saw it. So during the next few days, other sure. people reported seeing similar sightings. Two volunteer firemen who had saw it said it was a, quote, large bird with red eyes, unquote. Um, Mason County Sheriff George Johnson, which is such a sheriff man name. White man. Uh, commented that he believed the sightings were due to an unusually large heron termed a shite poke that is one word shite poke okay um what does it have to do with anything i don't know it's a funny word it's a fun word yeah leave it to george johnson to name it a shite poke um contractor newell partridge which i'm i I almost never hear the name newell as a first name usually it's a last name um i think of it from that one podcast from... I listen to a lot of podcasts. You do. Shout out to like all the podcasts I listen to, but I feel like I shouldn't name them because of copyright. 
Oh shit, then I won't need the podcast that I'm thinking of. You can whisper it in my ear. Whisper it in my ear. Ah. Uh. Yeah, yeah, there is a Newell. Someone named Jane Newell, maybe? Yes. If you're listening, Jane, I'm a huge fan. (laughs) Did you know they they came back? Did they come back? No. Shut the fuck up. No, no, their sister podcast came back. Really? Yeah! Oh my god, I'm actually like, I'm I'm far behind. I'm maybe like 20. Oh no, I I don't remember anything about the podcast minus like a few major plot points. So I want to start listening to it again. I'm going to have to listen from the beginning. I also should start. We should listen together. Oh my god, what a little fun week. Except it's like 50 hours of content. That's fine. I'm game. I put 200 hours into The Witcher in the span of like two weeks. I love you. I got really into playing The Witcher 3 recently and, um,. I put a lot of time into that game. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> okay, anyway. Sorry. <laughs> You're fine. Okay. This is funny because last time we recorded an episode, I have distinct memories of me sitting and listening to your stories and you and I getting into tangents when I told mine, which is not, which is, don't be mad, it's just really funny. I'm such a bad listener. Stop, you're fine. I want to like talk about everything you say. I should just, I'm just going to Every listen. other sentence, we need to have a five minute tangent. <laughs> I, I'm just going to listen now. Oh my god. Tell me. I'm just gonna sit here respectfully with my feet crossed and my arms folded and listen. And your two different types of socks. Yeah, we sport in Argyle and Australia. Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I love myself. Anyway. Continue. Oh yeah, I love you. I love you. That's the end of our podcast, folks. No! <laughs> I gotta talk about Muffin! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, anyway. Um where was I? Oh, wait, we passed shit poke. Shite poke. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Shit poke. Um, contractor Newell Partridge told Johnson that when he aimed a flashlight at a creature in a nearby field, its eyes glowed, quote, like bicycle reflectors, and blamed buzzing noises from his television set and the disappearance of his German shepherd dog on the creature. Oof. R.I.P. doggy. Um, then a wildlife bio- bio- biologist, biologist, <laughs> Uh, Dr. Robert L. Smith at West Virginia University told reporters that descriptions and sightings all fit the Sandhill Crane. Have you seen what a Sandhill Crane looks like? Yes. I, I always point them out, that's why. <laughs> the Appleheads. Oh, they're cute. They're tall. Like, you know, they're Sandhill Crane, big. they're like four feet tall. Yeah, they're big um, A large American crane, almost as high as a man, with a seven-foot wingspan, which is absurd. Yeah. Um featuring circles of reddish coloring around its eyes and that the bird may have wandered out of its migration route. This particular crane was unrecognized at first because it was not native to the region. Okay, that's just one of the theories of what Mothman could be. So continuing on to more Mothman shit, because um, there was an incident. I don't have a ton of details on this incident. Um, In Point Pleasant, on the Silver Bridge, uh, December 15th. What year? I was literally about to say it. I'm sorry. 1967. <laughs> now you're fine. <laughs> um, the Silver Bridge collapsed oh. and caused the death of 46 people. Uh, and the incident is kind of what gave rise to the legend of Mothman, like really gave it notoriety because people reported seeing a, a, fig, a winged figure on the bridge before the collapse. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Do you see yourself Okay, <laughs> I'm so glad you have goosebumps, man. I like never get goosebumps. I get goosebumps all the time. Um, there's a lot of. I, hang on, I'm. I, I thought I organized my notes, but I didn't. <laughs> Give me a second. 
So that's kind of all the information we have about like the initial Mothman sightings. But Mothman has like had pepperings of sightings over the years, and I don't know why I have peppering on the word, on the, so on the word, distinct. on the brain. I love it. Um, you know, like uh, I guess maybe a better word, a smattering of sightings. Stop! You did not. What? Here we are. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> Smattering. I listen to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> These fluff words. I love it. I want people to know what I what I'm saying. Smattering. A smattering of sightings. Okay. Um. So moving on to more Mothman sightings are smatterings of sightings. Um, according to a Georgian newspaper whose name I'm not going to try to pronounce because it is Georgian and uh, is long and a scary word they're not going to say. That's fine. It's in italics. You know it's a hard word to pronounce when it's in italics. Is it French? <laughs> no, it's Georgian. What do you mean it's Georgian? Like, like the country? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's the French people in Georgia. Oh, no. Not our Georgia. The OG oh, Georgia. I didn't even make that connection. When I, I say like, Georgian, I don't think of the state. I think of the country. You think of the country? Because Mothman hasn't isn't exclusive to the United States. Like there have been oh. soft, there have been Mothman sightings in other places in the world. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, you know, it's just like how there's Yeti and Bigfoot. You know, like people see those all over the world. I just wanted them to be lying, but I guess. Well, technically, Yeti is a different creature to supposedly than a Bigfoot, but you're right. We're not going to get into Bigfoot. This is about Mothman. Next episode. Um. So this newspaper, Russian ufologist, ufologist, uh, claim that Mothman sightings in Moscow foreshadowed, foreshadowed, foreshadowed the 1999 Russian apartment bombings, um, that they saw him and that happened. So Mothman is kind of like this harbinger of destruction, I guess. Really? Isn't that cool? You, you think with all the memes that he wouldn't be as frightening, him. but he is like a harbinger of destruction. Um, in 2016, WCHS-TV published a photo reported to be of Mothman taken by an anonymous man while driving on Route 2. Route 2 somewhere. I don't know where the fuck that is. Uh, <laughs> there's a little, like, sub, like, you know, like a little asterisk to go to the whatever Route 2 is, but I was like, no. Somewhere. <laughs> um, science writer Sharon A. Hill proposed... That the photo showed, quote, a bird, perhaps an owl, carrying a frog or a snake away and wrote that, quote, there is zero reason to suspect that this is Mothman as described in legends. There are far too many reasonable explanations. Bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Calmly whisper into the mic. Bullshit. Bullshit. So sensual. We'll see if it comes up on the mic. Pepper in that bullshit. Oh my god. Um... Okay, here's a kind of a wild one that I haven't actually... I know a lot about Mothman, but I hadn't heard this until I was reading about Mothman. Some conspiracy theorists believe that Mothman was sighted at Chernobyl before the disaster, or when the plane struck the the World Trade Center in uh, 9-11 from... Isn't that wild? Sorry. Nani the fuck? Yeah, isn't that wild? What the fuck? Yeah. I have goosebumps again. Oh my god. Put him away. From 2011, from a TV 2017, at least 55 people have reported seeing Mothman in Chicago. Yeah, so apparently Mothman is like a thing in both Chicago and Point Pleasant, West Virginia, which I didn't realize until recently. I actually, do I have a sticker still? The sticker! I have a sticker on the back of my laptop with Mothman over the the uh, over uh, the Chicago skyline. I was going to say that's Chicago, yeah. Yeah, because it's I... go the good old I, Sears Tower. Yeah. The Sears Tower. Yeah, fuck the Willis Tower nonsense. Fuck you, Willis. 
<laughs> you listening to this? <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Sears Tower is where it's at. Oh, gee. Okay, but yeah. The only I real ones when though. did it get even get renamed? It's been so long. Uh, like 2006, 2007. We're not over it. It's we're so bad. Um, but yeah, I uh, remember when Pluto was a planet. Anyway, back in my day, Pluto was a planet. <laughs> did you know there's there's a, a meteor the size of the refrigerator supposedly heading towards Earth? Did you know that? Carrie, what the fuck are you talking about? It's gonna hit Earth. You well, can just fucking say that. Neil uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, is that how you say Yeah, Neil deGrasse Tyson. He was an article about it, talking about it, that it may hit Earth. Recently? Yes! Carrie, shut the fuck up. I read up. this article, like, yesterday. What happens if it hits Earth? I don't know. Let's talk about Mothman. Carrie, are we even talking? Spoiler alert, the meteor is Mothman. It's too small. It's a refrigerator-sized meteor. How fast it's is it not, going? I don't know. Where is it going to hit? Excuse me? These are all questions I expected you to know the answer we'll to. We'll read the article after Mothman. Okay. I didn't prepare to give a book report on the meteor, right? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Okay, sorry. Um, okay. So, here's some, like, explanation slash analysis of Mothman. Um, so, I'm just going to read you this excerpt. Um, folklorist, which is something I would love to be, a folklorist. That's fucking cool. How do you make money? You're a folklorist. I don't know. Folklorist Fuck are- money. I want to be a folklorist. Yeah. What am I even <laughs> No, I want to be a cryptozoologist. Let's be real. I want to be a real boy. <laughs> Did you know that the Okabe used to be on the cryptozoology registrar? Regist- regist- really? Yeah, people didn't think it was real, so it was a cryptid until they actually discovered that it was real. Isn't that cool? <laughs> I was like, wait, this is a thing. Isn't that cool? Same with the platypus. I think I knew that about the platypus, actually. Yeah. Is that what it would take for, like, Bigfoot? We just kind of discovered Yes. Them? Oh. Matt, the only difference between cryptids and regular animals is they have not been discovered yet. <laughs> I guess you're right. We're finding Nessie. <laughs> I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you, Nessie. A.K.A. Baby. <laughs> baby. Okay, anyway. Folklorist Jan... daughter after Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> you nicknamed you nicknamed my daughter. You, you nicknamed my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster? <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who know, you know. <laughs> no. And for those of you who don't, shame on you. <laughs> okay, anyway. Folklorist Jan Harold Brunvand. 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 Jan Harold Brunvand. That sounds nice. Yeah. Uh, notes that Mothman has been widely covered in a popular press, some claiming sightings connected with UFOs. Yes, some people think Mothman is an alien. Um, and mm-hmm. others claiming that a military storage site was Mothman's home. Because um, some people, of course, as with any cryptid, think that it's potentially a government experiment. Yep. Um, as, you know, with anything. Yep. <laughs> this excerpt I have was, is from an article I was reading, and they just they spelled his name wrong the second time. I thought, oh, that's why I was like... It's like, wait. Brun... Did I say Brunvan before, or Brunvan? You could tell me any last name, and I would be like, that sounds about right. How about we just call our folklorist Jan? Jan. Okay. Jan. I like Jan. We're on a first name basis. Sure. <laughs> Jan notes that recountings of the 1966 through 1967 Mothman reports usually state that at least 100 people saw Mothman with many more, quote, afraid to report their sightings, unquote, but observed that written sources for such stories consisted of children's books or sensationalization, sensationalization or documented accounts that failed to, quote, identifiable persons. So we got a skeptic here. Jan, why be skeptical? Someone's got to do it. 
Uh, Jan found elements in common among many Mothman reports, which is a good, uh, you know, indicator of something being real. Yep. I love that. Um, and much older folk tales, uh, suggesting that some real, some, something real may have triggered the scares and become woven in with existing folklore, which is fucking awesome. He also records anecdotal, anecdotal tales of Mothman supposedly attacking the roofs of parked cars occupied by teenagers. I kind of like that. Like what? Um, like Jeepers the... Creepers? <laughs> like Jeepers Creepers? <laughs> Except yeah. don't support that movie franchise because the filmmaker's a fucking rapist, I think. I didn't even know that. Some shit like that. That's wild. Um, I mean, if you're if that's not true, I'm sorry for slandering his name, but if it is true, fuck that franchise. But anyway. Oh, well. Uh, conversely, Joe Nickel says that a number of hoaxes followed the publicity generated by the original reports, such as a group of construction workers who tied flashlights to helium balloons. Nickel attributes the Mothman stories to sightings of barn owls, suggesting that Mothman's, quote, glowing eyes, unquote, were actually red eyes. The red eye effect caused... You're almost going to be yawn. I'm sorry. <laughs> Matt just yawned, and my brain was, like, yawning. I'm crashing so hard. Oh, my God. You're fine. It's only, like, It's 8.30. 8:30. Um, the red eye effect caused from the reflection of light from flashlights or other bright light sources. So. Whatever. I know. I I mean, whatever. Fuck you, nickel. Nickel. Uh, Benjamin Radford points out that the only reports of glowing, quote, red eyes was secondhand that of Shirley Hensley quoting her father. Interesting. Red eyes. Though red eyes are common among, <clears throat> you know, when people talk about Mothman and think about Mothman, you think red glowing eyes. Oh, okay. I mean, at least I do. Does someone who knows about Mothman? Now I will. <laughs> <laughs> I just think lamp. I just think a lamp. Lamp. Lamp boy here. I love this lamp. <laughs> Mothman can't be real because he'd be too attracted to the lights. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <clears throat> In order to catch Mothman, all you need to do is take a giant lamp, put it out in the middle of a cornfield, and... Point Pleasant, West Virginia. I could sponsor this. Let's do it. Let's do it. I think I, I would build a lamp. I have the money for that. That sounds awesome. I think I can. I think I could buy this a giant lamp. Oh my god! I think I could. I think I could spot that. Oh my god! Uh, okay. Anyway, according to University of Chicago psychologist David A. Gallo, fifty-five sightings of Mothman in Chicago during twenty seventeen. Which I, when I heard about this happening in twenty seventeen, that. I was, like was so mad that I didn't know about this because I would have been in Chicago looking for Mothman if I had known. Guys. That was literally last week. Matt, I would have been there. I'm so upset I didn't 55 know. 55 sightings? In 2017! The whole year? Yeah. That's like a lot. Least once a week. <clears throat> That's a lot of sightings, right? I mean, there are a lot of people in Chicago, but anyway. Um... Chicago City, not just Chicago, not Chicago Land. No, Chicago City. The proper. Wow. The city. Um, That's a lot. So, 55 sightings of Mothman in Chicago during 2017, published on the website of self-described Fortean Researcher. Fortean. Interesting. I don't know what that is. Um, Lon Strickler, not to be confused with Matt Stricker. Um, <gasps> Did you just say my name on podcast? I'm going to die. <laughs> Come find me, Daddy. My name's Carrie Ann Lidmina. Oh, my God. <laughs> there you go. Now we're even. Exposed. Now we're even, Stevens. What's your soul? Sh- I mean, <laughs> I mean, my online presence is minimal. Redacted. Yeah, I have a 
quite the online presence. I mean, remember, I can edit this podcast afterwards. I literally, I have no qualms with them. Matt Stricker, I live in Milwaukee. Come find me. I mean, I wouldn't geolocate yourself. I wouldn't geolocate. Why do I have to lose my life? LOL. Oh my god, stop it. <laughs> do I have to call Mothman and take you away? Could you please? <laughs> okay. Um, Fordian researcher Lon Strickler are a, are, quote, a selective example. So these postings on this website are a, quote, selective example. Sure. Um, Gallo explains that he's that that quote he's not sampling random people and asking if they saw Mothman he's just counting the number of people that voluntarily came voluntarily came forward to report a sighting unquote which is a lot of people that voluntarily came forward talking about all people who didn't come forward according to Gallo quote people more likely to visit a paranormal centric website than like Stricker's Strickler's, sorry. Triggered. Like <laughs> Strickler's. <laughs> the out-of-body experience I just had. The fucking whiplash. I'm just kidding. Like Strickler's. Strickler. <laughs> might also be more inclined to believe in, and therefore, witness the existence of a, quote, Mothman. So, you know, if you want to believe it, you will see it. You know, that. Whatever, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Some pseudoscience adherents, such as ufologists, paranormal authors, and cryptozoologists, claim that Mothman was an alien, a supernatural manifestation, or a previously unknown species of animal. I personally enjoy. I per- personally enjoy the um, last idea. Unknown species of animal. Fuck yeah, love that. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, if you'll copy, you can do it. <laughs> That's true. Um, so. There's actually a, a book called The Mothman Prophecies. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a 1975 book. Okay. So like nine years after his first sighting? Yes. Well, you know, leave it to someone who wants to, you know, monetize Mothman. Sure. Let me see. What was this author who wrote the book's name? John Keel. That's what it is. John Keel. Um, I lost my place on my notes. There it is. Um, in his book, his being John Keel, uh, 1975 book, The Mothman Prophecies, author John Keel, <laughs> uh, <laughs> claimed that the Point Pleasant residents experienced precognitions, including premonitions of the collapse of the Silver Bridge, unidentified flying object sightings, visits from inhuman or threatening men in black, and other phenomena. I like that. I want to read this book. That sounds good. I should go check out the cat bookstore and see if they have it in their esoteric section. Esoteric. <laughs> How many nice words are you going to throw into this episode? A lot. Mm. That tickles my spine. <laughs> Fingers down my spine. Stop. What? There's a song. You made that shit up. No, I didn't make that up. <laughs> you could claim that you made it up. I'm not that good. <laughs> <laughs> Looks out into the camera. Looks out into the microphone like it's a camera. Like it's a camera. Okay. So now we're going to get, now that we've heard some, uh, you know, Mothman facts. Yes. We're going to get into Mothman pop culture slash in his uh, his foothold in our society today. Okay, sure. Um, so on Point Pleasant, there's a Mothman festival. Okay. Which is awesome. I fuck with that. Um... It held, they held their first annual Mothman Festival in 2002. Um, wow. The Mothman Festival began after brainstorming creative ways for people to visit Point Pleasant. So why not, you know, <laughs> oh, okay. leave it to tourism and business? Hey, we got this Mothman thing going on for us. I guess we can make a festival about it. 
The group organizing the event chose the Mothman to be the center of the festival due to its uniqueness and as a way to celebrate its local legacy in the town. Cute. Um, according to event, event organizer Jeff Wamsley, such a good name. There's so many good names Jeff here. Jeff Wamsley. Jeff Wamsley. Jeffrey Wamsley. Jeff Wamsley. <laughs> uh, the average attendance for the Mothman Festival is estimated to be ten to 12,000 people per year, which is a lot. That's pretty good for Point Pleasant. I want to go. Let's go. Want to take a road trip? What are you doing in 20 minutes? This podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. After that, in 30 minutes, nothing. Who knows? Nothing. We can do anything. <laughs> um, so they also have this delightful Mothman statue. It's a 12-foot metallic statue of the creature created by artist and sculptor Bob Roach, which was unveiled in 2003. I mean, this thing's big. Like, big. It's 12 feet. It's huge. That does sound huge. Um, the Mothman Museum and Research Center... Uh, opened in 2005. The festival is held on the third weekend of every September, hosting guest speakers, vendor exhibit, vendor exhibits, pancake eating contests, and hayride tours of locally notable areas. So here's another, here's a fun fact, not related to the festival, that I found out that um, this was this is a recent fun fact. In June of 2020, a petition was started to replace every Confederate statue in the United States with Mothman. I think I knew that. I told you that. <laughs> I think I knew that. As of July 2020, the petition has garnered over 3,000 signatures. <laughs> oh, Shit, I think I'm one of those signatures. Shit, I probably am too. Fuck. <laughs> and all of you bitches listening, you better sign that petition. <laughs> only Mothman. Mothman is the only cryptid that matters. When I was researching Mothman earlier, someone labeled the... Um, I, I know the cryptid's name is it just it just uh uh its name is like in my in my eyeballs but I like can't remember I can't say describe it. Describe it. Hold on. I'm I know what this thing's name. Give me one second. I'm gonna tell you what this creature what is. What are you talking about? Describe it. It has the circular head, big eyes, this kind of leaf shape. I've heard of it. I don't know what it's. Called. I know what it's called. I'm so upset. Hang on. Cryptids. It's one of the more famous ones. It is, but I... Does it start with a T? Look at that. Look at that. I'm trying. Is your internet slow? No, no. I'm trying to figure out how to search. We'll be back in a moment. I'm trying to figure out how to search this cryptid. Leaf eye cryptid name. Do, 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 do. Copyright claim us. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say stop that. <laughs> What's it called? I'm I know. Dead. Whatever. All that to say, someone labeled a cryptid as Mothman that was obviously not the Mothman, and I was triggered. I'm triggered. Hang on. God, I know. I'm so upset. I literally had this name in my head. What's it called? Hold on. Ah. I know what it's called. I don't know what it's called. I do know what it's called. Why am I doing this? I don't know. Hold on. The, 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 the flat, Flatwoods monster. Is that what it's called? That sounds right. That sounds right. Dude, I have no idea. Flatwoods monster. That is exactly what it's called. Okay, good. Long story short, someone labeled the Flatwoods monster as Mothman, and I was very upset. Segway to look at the Flatwoods, Flatwoods monster. Here it is. Okay, anyway, back to Mothman. We have a couple more Mothman and pop culture tidbits that I thought were fun. Okay. Um, 
In the video game Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Mothman is one of the three cryptozoology-based monsters along with the Yeti and the Flying Humanoid. Uh, it also appears again as an enemy in Castlevania Portrait of Ruin. Shut the fuck up! What? Yeah. Why is he a Castlevania character? Because Mothman's cool! Oh my god. Uh, in the game GTA San Andreas, um, which is, this is something I knew, I, I already knew, but I love it anyway. The Mothman is said to be located in the desert. People, uh, there's plenty of videos that exist on YouTube of people trying to find the Mothman in San Andreas, but of course no one's been able to prove that it actually exists in the game. Really? Yeah. I kind of like that. I don't think it does, but I think it's rumors. Can't you go into the code and check? Yeah. But I don't know if anyone has. Who's not for Mothman? But even then, people like to suspend their, uh, you know, their, their, like to suspend, suspend. It's like the iceberg in Club Penguin that you can tip, but like won't actually ever tip. Yeah, like that. (laughs) Exactly like that. Everybody pull out your jackhammer and sit on this side of the iceberg. Oh my god, stop. We're going to tip the iceberg. I was never in Club, I never played Club Penguin. I was a Neopets kid, but man. And I was both. I still remember. Oh my god, do you still have your Neopets account? It's locked, but I can look at my character and be like, I miss you. Oh my god, it's locked. I literally can't access it. Like, I have my email, I contacted them. This is my gripe with Neopets. I have a an account that I made with my email, but I no longer have access to that email because my father made that email on his fucking website, and he has since then disbanded his website, so I no longer have access to that email. But I have the confirmation emails from Neopets saved because I forwarded them to my new main email anyway. No. Oh my god, Matt, my I should show you my four dead. Neopets accounts. I have logged into all of them. I'm gonna die. Okay, anyway, last Mothman tidbit. Yes, we In Fallout 76, a passive <laughs> Mothman can be summoned on completion of the quest, The Path to Enlightenment. It may also stalk the player and even attack them in later stages of the game. I like that. Isn't I like that wild? attacked by Mothman randomly. So yeah, that's Mothman. I love Mothman. Mothman's a good boy. He's interesting. And here you were thinking that you wouldn't have enough to talk about. I didn't actually have a story to tell. I just had Mothman to talk about. No, but I like learning that he's like this ominous figure. Yeah, that he's kind of, he's disaster. like this, this hard ringer of natural, of the terrible happenings. I love that. Hey, Amber. Oh my god, Amber, come here. I love that. I love that a lot. Yeah, I mean, he's like a angel of death or some shit. Yes. Uh Mothman, the what actual, man. what an actual biblical angel is. Yes. <laughs> Hi, Amby. Hi, honey. Come here. Karen, thank you for telling me about Mothman. Oh my god, Matt, thank you for telling me about the, what was the county's name? Yuba? Yuba. That's what I thought, and then my brain was like, no. Yuba S- County 5. Yuba County 5, the disappearance of Gary Mathias. Wouldn't that be wild if they had a break in the case? Tomorrow? Yeah. Since I talked about it? Could you imagine my power? Your power? Um... Wow. Wow. Mothman, Yuba County 5. Good episode. Good episode. Um, that was a good job. That was us high-fiving. That was us high-fiving. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Whoever's listening. Whoever's listening. We appreciate you. Everybody out there. We validate you. We do appreciate you. And we love you. We love you. Okay. Bye. That's enough. Bye.